This is the Intentional Human Podcast, and I am your host, Adrian Cavada, and my personal life mission is to optimize the human experience one story at a time. All right, I think we're good now. All right. Cool. Well, this is actually the uh, the first episode of the Intentional Human Podcast. So. Yeah. So that's cool. Let's go. <laughs> so today uh, I have Jeff here, he's my friend, met at a Kava bar here in Phoenix, Arizona. And yeah, I'm just gonna let him introduce himself a little bit. Yeah, my name is Jeffrey Bryant. Um, I'm an artist. I dabble in NFTs and crypto, augmented reality. I live in Phoenix now, but I'm from California. And yeah, that's about it. All right, cool. Well, like I told you earlier, I think we're just gonna kind of like a free flowing conversation. Um, like I asked you earlier, like, would you consider yourself as a visionary person? Yeah, yeah, definitely consider myself a visionary. Um, I've been a creative like my entire life. I've always had these crazy ideas, and it's just crucial that I pursue them. So, a lot of the time, I spend a good chunk of my uh, good chunk of my time making it into a reality. So, yeah, cool. Um, so, I'm kind of curious on that, like that whole visionary process like is it like you just get like a random download or is like you get inspired by looking at like a cat or something (laughs) like like what uh what triggers like this inspiration of your visionary like creativity um it comes from everywhere all walks of life so could be from just hanging out outside and seeing certain things or talking to certain people and they'll say something and that input will kind of connect with some ideas that I have from the past. So <clears throat> there's that. There's like inspiration from other artists or other thinkers and creatives, or maybe like some books I've read in the past. But there's always some kind of like stimuli from the world that like triggers the idea while I'm outside and not at home. So it usually happens outside. Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of like in nature or just in general? Like being yeah. Outside? In general, I mean, most ideas come out when I'm in nature, though, but mm. it does happen in, like, daily life, too. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So you get this vision, you get this idea, and then, I guess, what's, like, the next step? Like, do you, like, automatically jump into creating something, or you have, like, a process that you kind of follow? Yeah, usually I just pull out my notes. Notion app, I'm sure you used that before, right? Notion? I have not. Oh, it's, it's pretty dope. It's a way to like organize all your thoughts, like your daily life processes, or if you have like friends that you want to keep track of or something, or like companies, so you can make a list of them. And like any ideas that I have, it just goes straight into the notion. So whatever project that I'm thinking of, let's say it's an NFT project, I'll just come up with a new document and just dump everything in there. So I don't have to like rely on my memory, which could be gone in 30 minutes. So I got to get it down as quick as possible. And then I really just like get down to the details with it and try to like get as much clarity on the idea as possible, like pull images from Pinterest that I feel like would relate to the idea and dump it into the Notion doc. Um, Yeah, it gets really intense. Like there's a lot of a lot of content in there. Gotcha. There's like sections, there's like different pages, sections, and 
lists and all that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, <clears throat> once I got enough content, that's when it's ready to be started. So like the fact that I wrote it down mm -hmm. means it's like a concrete idea now. I partially brought it into existence. It's not just in my mind anymore. It's in the physical world now, now that it's in the notes. So that's, cool. that's where it all starts. Dope. So you're, you're at that step, like you got it in your notes. You have pretty much like one foot into reality, pretty much with this yeah. idea. And I guess what's after that? After that, it's just going through the to-do list or whatever that I just wrote down step by step, trying to like bring it into fruition. Um, one little step at a time. Let's say I need to order something on Amazon that is required to make the idea happen. Let's say it's an art installation or something like a massive art installation where it's like these huge screens everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'll get like a miniature version of it uh, with like foam pads from Amazon. Like you can get them for like $10 mm -hmm. foam pads. They could just project projection map onto it. Yeah. So it'd be a small one, which kind of mimics the larger display, and I would start from there, gotcha. record that, kind of play around with it, and see how it turns out. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, uh, I guess, take a few steps back. I think I kind of jumped the gun, but um, <laughs> let. I just want to know more, like, what exactly is it that you do, like, to kind of help me understand and help whoever else is listening understand, like, what you do, really. Because I feel like after reading your resume and just, like, building our friendship so far, yeah, you've had some pretty cool success, bro. Like, like for, Thanks, for example, bro. like, you worked with ASAP Rocky. And yeah. I'm just curious, like, how that project really was for you, like, how you got that opportunity and what that creative process was like for you know, someone like ASAP Rocky, like yeah. everyone's going to see us at a concert and all that. Man, it's a bit of a, a long story. It's going to take a bit of time to unfold, but essentially what I do there, I do a few things right now. So I basically have a few different careers that I jump and jump back and forth to. But the main one that I like the most is creating immersive art installations that respond to the way people move. So they're interactive they're composed of these like either huge LED walls or like a room or a warehouse setting where like the entire room is just projection maps. You'll be surrounded in light and immersed in this virtual environment in real life. And it also picks up your movement so you can go in front of it, wave your body around and it'll send water just rippling across the walls. Um, or you can like see yourself as another character, kind of like an avatar. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that since 2015, just touring different art festivals, music festivals, art galleries, corporate events, all kinds of stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but when I started, it was in 2015, I was pretty broke, was trying to look for a job for like 10 years, but I couldn't get one, even like a basic job, like Macy's and mcdonald's it was crazy i couldn't get a regular job i don't think i was fit for it so i had to like go my own route and i found something that i was interested in so i uh kind of studied it online learned how people do it learned how to code all the all these artworks are driven by code so i learned i taught myself how to code 
within six months and then I did my first show and a lot of people came so I was like damn the response was crazy like people told me they like never seen anything like this they love it they want to see it again so as soon as I got that feedback that's when I knew it was like a career opportunity so I instantly started my Instagram Twitter my website got all the branding together created my own name and just went hard for like a solid six months or like a year mm. and one of the first people that followed me was this guy data sync shout out data sync if you ever see this his <laughs> name is James Goodwin he's a good guy but he was like one of the first people that followed me when I made my Instagram and started pumping my content out there online. Mm -hmm. And he lives in Florida, kind of kind of close to Miami, but not. he does live in Miami now, but he was a little bit further away. And we just stayed in touch since 2015 until now over the internet. Like I never met him in person. Oh, and he just so happens to be friends with ASAP Rocky's creative director, who is uh, Robert Gallardo. I'm sure some people will know who that is because he, he's part of like AWGE, which is ASAP Rocky's creative team. Mm -hmm. He's like the main guy spearheading it. And sure. all, all ASAP Rocky shows he designed or like brought people on to design it. And he was on tour with them everywhere. So James hooked me up with them. They're like best friends. <laughs> so it was like kind of, yeah, it was kind of crazy how that happened. And... I guess Gallardo was looking for some interactive work. They, James was constantly showing him my work, mm. and he was excited to just bring me on board while they were on tour. They like DM me on Instagram. I was like, "Yo, we want to work on something together. We're at a a show tonight. You should come through. It's ASAP Mob. We'll get you backstage with us. We could talk and meet." <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah, I pulled up, and they were all there, like the whole ASAP mob. ASAP Ferg, ASAP Rocky, oh, like, I don't remember the other guys' names, but <laughs> I'm sure you guys know. Um, yeah, I got to meet Gallardo. He was cool as fuck. Um, yeah, they were surprisingly really chill. They, I thought they would be kind of like, because I hung out with rappers when I was doing that. I was also making, like, hanging around the rap industry. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be wild, like people would be on drugs and there would be girls <laughs> everywhere and just like people going crazy, but they were just fucking, they were surprisingly chill. Yeah. Everyone there was on their Nintendo Switch just playing Pokemon <laughs> with each other, and I was the only one that didn't have one. There was like 12 people there. They all had Nintendo oh, Switches. Oh, this was at the hotel, so like the next day we met up at their hotel. Mm. I brought my PC with me to work on the installation, so we like collaborated it, collaborated on it directly oh, with each other. And yeah, they had Dragon Ball Z on shit. Everybody was just watching Goku. Just vibing on. <laughs> it was chill. And then I had finished this piece. It was brand new. Um, let's see. It was brand new. And I finished it in less than a day because the show was that Friday. So I had to finish it. I finished it. They thought it was dope. It was like a thermal kind of heat map kind of look yeah. where you can see his body move around and that was for this album called Testing for oh, ASAP Rocky yeah and the show was called Camp Flogna so they were like ready to fly me out they sent the black car to my house and then yeah the rest was history oh yeah <laughs>
You have a send me that link. I want to see yeah. the actual like visual arts. Yeah, I'll send it over to you. Oh, yeah, pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jamie. Yo, pull that thing up. Shout out to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, the goat. Oh yeah, that's cool, man. And and since that, I guess experience like what I don't know, like what door opened for you after like at least in my eyes because that is for when you're working with like a very like top tier individual in terms of just media, right? He's influencing a lot of people and all that. Yeah. So what other doors open at, after that moment? Um, I don't think it's like that specific project. I don't think it opened up too many doors. Mm -hmm. Not that I know of, but Drake's team did get a hold of me though. Uh, I don't know if it had something to do with the ASAP Rocky thing, but I posted one of my artworks on Instagram and it got like, 10,000 views or something. It went a little bit viral. Mm -hmm. A lot of comments. A lot of people that weren't even following me were posting on it. Oh, yeah. And Drake's creative team found that. And they hit me up. They're like, yo, we have a tour coming up. And we need some interactive visuals. Like, we really like your work. You want to chat sometime? Mm -hmm. So we set up a time to talk. I didn't know it was Drake at first. They just yeah. like, this is a tour create this guy creates tours mm -hmm. like the stage visuals and he has a whole team i can't remember the name of it right now but <clears throat> they had a whole team and i didn't know who the artist was or what it was for at first until they sent the nda i signed the nda and said drake on it and i was like yo this is crazy drake no way dude damn <laughs> and then <laughs> all through instagram it's crazy and uh yeah we talked they wanted me to do his tour. I forgot what the tour is called, but it was it was a pretty big one. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've seen the images around. Um, they were like ready to book me to do rehearsals up in Nashville because that's where they do it at first. Yeah, and set up my art piece. This specific tour was the one that had the massive LED kind of like platform mm -hmm. with all these crazy animations. One of them was like a scorpion. The other was uh, like a basketball court. Then they had this flying Lambo that flies over the stage. Have you seen that one? I don't think I have. Yeah, that one was big. And like it tracks Drake all over the stage. So yeah, that, that, that actually fell, fell apart though. Because uh, I guess they hit a few other people up to see if they would want to work together too. Oh, gotcha. And I was just one guy and they had another team of like, 150 people so of course they're gonna go with the 150 people to put it together and mm -hmm. it was like so last minute so but it was cool that they hit me up gotcha yeah uh, still an opportunity right yeah um so i'm gonna go a little bit deeper on that you know yeah doors open in terms of those opportunities but maybe something a little bit else like what other skill sets that you realize from that experience you can expand on like any areas of growth you get what i'm saying like yeah. what other doors open that helped you like continue that path of what you're doing with your, which pretty much your art. Um, like some new skills that I learned. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I got more efficient with like finding more work and stuff. So mm. I be I was able to like automate a large chunk of my process where I can find all these festivals that are looking for work and I have them in a list 
and it tells me when the due date is and like when they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. So every year it like resets and reminds me when I need to apply and send my work in. And it's sort of like having a booking agent. So like most people will have a booking agent, but I took the role of a booking agent and completely automated it. So I don't need to hire one because the booking agent is literally just automation. Sure. So saves you money. <laughs> yeah, and it does it a lot better in my opinion. So gotta watch out for that in the future. A lot of jobs are gonna be automated out. <laughs> Including the booking agent. But fair enough. Yeah, that's one thing. Another thing is like I learned how to do AR, augmented reality development, okay. which is sort of the same. It's like you're coding. That's how I created my artworks through code, mm-hmm. but it's just a different medium. You use a camera to like display the art on. Yeah. So that um, <clears throat> after I built my track record, I was able to like work with Facebook for a year because when the pandemic hit, I wasn't able to do any shows, so I needed some like form of income. Yeah. And I took a job with Facebook doing augmented reality for about a year. It's like that metaverse stuff. Something like that. No, it's mostly face filters. Oh. So when you're chatting with people and you like point the camera to your face mm-hmm. and it puts an object on it, let's say it's a hat. Mm-hmm. It's for girls. It's like makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it puts you into like a dismersive environment where the background has changed. Gotcha. So you're the reason why we have like uh, the Snapchat filters that literally can change like like, like a Frankenstein head or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That was for Facebook. Like some of the ones I made are still on there. I don't know which ones. <clears throat> I don't remember what they're called. What do they look like? One of them is like this background that kind of animates as you rotate it. It's black and white, and then purple and red. A lot of geometry lines, squiggly lines. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. So a lot of opportunities coming your way, pretty much. Like yeah. Facebook, working with different uh, rappers. That was my first job, actually. Like I never, like I said, oh, I was yeah. grinding for like ten years trying to get a regular job. Mm-hmm. So I had to go the hard route and create my own path. And then, like, my first job that I ever got was Facebook, like last year. Gotcha. <laughs> and why'd you leave Facebook? Oh, uh, it was just a temporary contract, and I made some investments that kind of like kept me going. Through crypto and NFTs, mm-hmm. so it's been a while since I've worked, and yeah, I'm pretty heavy in the crypto right now. Oh yeah, cool. Um, so like with all that stuff going on, you know, the pandemic hit and all your creative projects and your own personal life, like how was that like happening, or how was your personal life like going for you like throughout that entire process, like working with ASAP Rocky, you know, meeting Drake's creative team. Working for Facebook and all that. My personal life, yeah. It's a pretty drastic change. Like, I feel like my personality changed into something new, different. Before that, I was like on this gangster rap tip. Like, my accent was pretty hood. How, the how friends did, how did I had were hood. How did it sound? Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey, what's good, bro? What's <laughs> <laughs> good, bro? Yo, this just slap, bro. <laughs> a lot of bras. A lot of bras. Yeah. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> yeah, bruh, bruh. Definitely. I was like, I was living in the Bay Area during the hyphy, hyphy movement and all that shit. I don't oh, know if bro. you know what that is. Hyphy? Hyphy movement? Yeah. What's that? Damn, that was like this movement in 2006 where 
It was all about going dumb, going stupid, doing sideshows on the intersection, ghost riding the whip, E40, like, keep the sneak and all those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I started. I don't know. That was like my previous era of my life. Yeah. Then when I started doing the art stuff, I started hanging out with different people um, that were much smarter than me much more successful than me. So the way I speak began to change, like my accent changed. Um, uh, people I hung out with changed. Yeah. And I think it was for the better because it got, it got kind of dangerous when I was doing music. Mm-hmm. Guns started showing up, drugs and shit. Got a little wild. So, And actually the guy I was producing for, he died oh, with an AK shot to the head. So. Oh, shit. Rest in peace, brother. Um, Rest in peace. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and like, yeah, and I was like struggling for like the majority of my 20s and this art practice got me afloat. Like I didn't have to work a job anymore or look mm-hmm. for a job because I was doing this and earning money full time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that changed a lot. That answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious. But cool, man. Um, so what are, what other things are you working on right now with your creative projects? Right now, I am doing a crypto NFT project, which is also an art installation. Mm-hmm. I just pitched it to the city of Scottsdale. So it's like this uh, massive wall with these microbial life forms. Mm-hmm that flow across the screen and it'll follow people when you step in front of it. And there's four holographic screens Mm -hmm. that are see-through. So when you project onto it, it looks like there are creatures floating in midair and it's floating above the canal in Scottsdale by Fashion Square. So it's gonna look crazy as fuck if they fund it. And I think they will because they've never done anything that cool. I mean, they have cool stuff, but like, (laughs) That's like a, on a whole nother level because it incorporates like crazy digital interactivity. That's cool, man. And it also doubles as an NFT project. So each life form is generated through code, mm-hmm. and there's about three to five thousand unique combinations. It's all generative. Each one is an NFT that you can buy on the on the marketplace and own. Mm-hmm. So the cool part about it is you can see an NFT that you own just like floating in air for everyone to see. I think it's going to be pretty cool. No one's done it yet. And yeah, we'll see. That's cool, man. How do you, I'm just curious, how do you like maintain, I guess, that level of success that you have? Like, how do you do it? How do I maintain it? Yeah. Man, it just looks like I maintain it. (laughs) Sometimes I just don't do anything for like six months. But yeah, obviously I saved yeah. some money to like not do anything for that long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after like a six month period of hedonism, just going out every day, drinking, just like girls everywhere, <laughs> just not really working. Like it gets tiring after a while. Yeah. You kind of get like burnt out from it. So the only thing you could do at that point is start to work on stuff and build something yeah. and really just lock lock yourself in for like 
thousand days or whatever Kanye West said. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye. <laughs> yeah, and then just create something new. And there's always this like yearning for making something even bigger than you did before. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make the biggest art piece ever, like the Great Pyramid or something like that, but digital. Damn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like a public statue of some sort. Yeah. Sound like you just keep challenging yourself. Yeah. Also, money is a motivating factor. Definitely want some uh, riches. I hear you. <laughs> I you probably know. shouldn't have said that, but it's a little too real. But I mean, we all want money, right? At the end of the day, we want resources. Yeah. For our life. Definitely. But what else motivates you other than the money? Uh. the creative itch man i've had it since i was young always started creating something like as i was playing video games as i was younger yeah the first thing i would do is go to the create mode let's say it's tony hawk he can play the game he could choose to play the game first but i chose to just like make my own skater first make my own skate park make my own wrestler and then i went from that to like this game called mtv music generator never heard of it it's old it's like playstation 2 Okay. And Funkmaster Flex was like the main guy on it. <laughs> Shout out to Funkmaster He was on the Flex. cover. And I started making beats on there. That's, oh, that's how my music career started. I started yeah, off on PlayStation. Career. Yeah. What do you do for that? I was doing, I was making beats for rappers. Oh, shit. Um, like the Jacka. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people who know who that is. E-40, like Paul Wall. Uh What's this other guy's name? Damn. <laughs> I am Sue. You know, no. I am Sue. I don't. Uh, who else? I can't remember. The Freeway. He was on Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z back in the day. Gotcha. Mr. Fab. Yeah, I went to Sweden with them, too. That was fun. Well, damn. They flew us all out to go teach the hip-hop schools out there back in, like, 2013 or something like that. 2010. Gotcha. It's a while ago. Yeah, I had a, a huge radio hit. Um, that was, it was called Shorty All Over Me by the Jacka. It was mostly regional, though, so like mostly California and like the surrounding states there. Mm-hmm. And it was number one on the radio for like two years straight. Like it was playing in LA, the Bay Area. It was number one for two years straight over all mainstream songs. So yeah. like Eminem. It was. They played more than Eminem. Um, and the album that it released on mm-hmm. got on the top 10 rap albums in the country, so it was number three. Eminem was above it, and then I think Rick Ross was underneath it, so Damn. Eminem was number two. Ours was number three. So you're telling me you're better than Eminem and Rick Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that brought a lot of attention, man. My life changed. Like, when I made the track, or when, I, when we made the song, they told me that it was going to go on the radio. And I instantly knew, like, oh, shit, dude, it's going to be big. Shit's going to change. So just like how I did with my art, I started the branding. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, I, know, I knew things were going to change. Like, this is going to be big. And I hired a photographer i was like 19 18 Mm. hired a photographer got my branding in order my website 
cranked out hella music and <clears throat> the day that it went on the radio they told me when it was gonna go on went on the radio just never stopped playing for like two years and then i kind of used that as a way to experiment just like yo i made this song i'll just like talk to people like yo i mean you know that song on the radio yeah i made it <laughs> it's kind of cocky but like damn it was such a crazy response like the people I would pull up to parties and shit, and they're like, yo, Jeffro. That was my music producer name. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll pull, yo, Jeff. I'd walk into a club, right? Mm. I'd be like, yo, everybody. The DJ would pull up the mic. They'd be like, yo, everybody. We just got we got a special guest in here. His name's Jeffro. Everybody, welcome him in. Or whatever. So, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, any club that I wanted to get to, there's massive lines. I could just walk to the front. They let me in. Damn. And I wasn't even old enough to get in. I was still 19. <laughs> yeah. And all these like big, big name rappers, not only in that area, but like also mainstream yeah. artists too, were like hitting me up for music because they knew the songs that I put out instantly got several million plays. And I think it had something to do with the way I crafted it for sure. Like, I crafted it in a way that makes people listen to it forever, like, hypnotically. Like, you can't stop listening to it. How'd you do that? Just kind of noticing p patterns in the music and melodies. Mm. As long as it's short and repetitive, like, you can start to think about that over and over and over. So I'd start mm. to use more melodies that kind of gave you that response. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> yeah, I got pretty big. And then it started bringing the wrong crowd in. Yeah. Like, because a lot of the rappers I was working with were pretty hood and they were like gangsta and really doing the shit they were rapping about. Yeah. So these people will be at the studio. Like, one dude will walk around with an AK 47 just high off cocaine. Like, yo, where the fuck my shit at? shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, damn, this shit's getting crazy, bro. I need to, like, find something else to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you got yourself out of there pretty much. Yeah. And then my main artist I was working with, he got, like, shot. So that kind of fucked a lot of stuff. Not fucked a lot of stuff up, but, like, yeah, it was pretty pretty big. Mm -hmm. And he was literally the biggest artist in the Bay Area at the time. Damn. He was, like, huge, man. Everybody wanted to hang around with us. It was crazy. Damn. That's why there was so many random people at the studio. It was, like, entourage type people it's rolling deep yeah there would be parties in the studio that's crazy yeah so what else do you do you got music got art crypto that, crypto yep i drink kratom <laughs> drink <and> kava <laughs> me too <laughs> that's when we met <laughs> yeah that's about it i mean i want to do a lot more but it's not enough time in the day i have so many interests that i want to pursue yeah like i know when i'm older i'm probably gonna get into architecture designing buildings that, yeah, I definitely want to tap into that when I'm older. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool, bro. Yeah. So throughout this experience, I guess, cause at least for me, I feel like I'm kind of barely starting into like my own like entrepreneur journey and my own creative journey, right? Yeah. Um, like for one, like I like to make beats every now and then. Oh, I, write, right. I write poetry. What? I, um... Uh, I to like move my body in different ways too, right? I do like animal yeah. flow, yoga, like weightlifting, like a mixture of everything. Oh, that's another thing I'm into is meditation. Oh, cool. I haven't been doing it in a while, but I was pre I was pretty deep into it. What kind? 
just regular concentration meditation where you like focus on the breath going in and out the nose. Mm. But I did it for an hour every day for like a few years. Kind so I got some deep, huh? Kind of change some things. Oh, that's how my art career started. Actually, I credit half, or maybe more than half, to the meditation practice. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it gave me enough time to just, or like, mind space, the focus. What it does is it builds focus, so you can literally stay focused on a single thing mm. for an extended period of time without being distracted. So that's where the breath comes in. You, you focus on the sensation of breath coming in and out for an hour. Every time something pops up, you have to just recognize it and bring it back to the breath. And that translates into all areas of life. So let's say you're reading a book. You're reading it, you're reading it. Normally, you start to think about some shit yeah. inside of the book. You start to think about it. And your mind, your, your eyes are still going over the words, but you're not comprehending any of it because yeah. you're like thinking about something right mm -hmm. and just like the breath you just take your uh, focus and bring it back to the breath so that's how meditation kind of translates to real life so when you have a list of goals and it takes a few months to go through it yeah that same focus is there and you're able to just tackle on so much more than you previously would mm -hmm. and i think it's sort of like a superpower honestly like literally no one in the industry at the time was working as hard as me <laughs> i swear no one <laughs> oh, yeah. people will be like dude didn't you just make five art installations like two months ago like how did you do that <laughs> breath <laughs> yeah man it was crazy it also transformed my personality in a good way too because i used to be like really socially anxious like mm. shy super shy which i think is why i wasn't able to get a job for like the longest time gotcha. so i was able to get rid of that through meditation same thing just recognize when you're thinking about something yeah let's say you're outside in, in a venue and people are like and you're thinking like oh shit people are looking at me right now but in reality it's not anything yeah. so meditation will help me like catch the thought mm -hmm. and bring it back to like what it really is which is like people just hanging out no one looking at me. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, what would you say for someone like myself who's kind of like multi passionate, right? Like, yeah. Like, how do we go about, I guess, tackling our projects? Like, I have a lot of different projects, like, that are just swimming in my head. Like, I'm trying to start like a community garden. Ooh. Within then, within this year, actually, um, building my my wellness company. Yeah. Um, also doing like a business consultation service as well. Um, again with like the the beats and like my poetry stuff too like like what would you recommend pretty much like how do I go about like just, you know tackling those projects yeah I would say you could start off like putting out the idea I'm sure you do this already like I mentioned earlier you put out the ideas onto a document mm -hmm. and try to get as detailed as possible like just dump all thoughts all information Anything that relates to it, you just look for it online and just dump it in the document. And I think that's the first step. And then through there, you'll have all these little steps that you can take to uh, kind of make this idea a reality. Mm -hmm. Go through it. Try to tackle as little as you can initially. Not as, as little as you can, but like tackle all the small things and yeah. just make it a, into a bigger action yeah. over time. And then... <clears throat> Yeah, I would say that's the first step and kind of just go from there. 
Dope. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, bro. Um, yeah, anything else you just want to share? Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to go back on tour soon. So I'm starting to book my tour. I feel like the pandemic is over. I didn't really want to tour when they were doing all these vaccine passports all over the world. Yeah. It was fine in Arizona, but like New York, they're still like asking people to like, have a vaccine to get in and that's literally segregation yeah and i don't believe in segregation i don't know why everybody else does so i refuse to participate in that and that's been going on for like two years mm. and i think right now it's starting to loosen up yeah no more vax requirements like they're starting to like loosen up the mask mandates at the airports mm. honestly i haven't worn a mask in a long ass time even at the airport i'll wear not wear one only on the plane though because like then they'll, they'll like try to arrest you whatever yeah <laughs> or give you a ticket yeah that's the only time i wear a mask in the uber i don't i don't wear one um so since things are nearly open i feel like the pandemic is over so i'm gonna start booking my tour this year oh, yeah starting in scottsdale i'm applying to something in uh europe i forgot what country it was there's a few countries in europe mm-hmm. um yeah, and then I want to do a show in New York, too, yeah. in a warehouse. My friend has this massive warehouse with all the gear that I want, like fucking 12 TVs, 16 projectors, all high-end, like 4K resolution, nice. full bar, like any equipment that I need, like a sound st- system. I want to bring some friends on to perform, too, like DJs. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a party, and also the premiere of Phosphage, which is like the microbial nft project mm-hmm. so it'd be like this immersive experience where the entire warehouse is just covered like it's a huge space it's just covered in these creatures flowing around and wherever you walk they follow you and if you own an nft you can go up to it and see that you own it it'll show your name there maybe there'll be a qr code where you can pull it up and buy it on the spot if you wanted one um <clears throat> yeah and I'm gonna make them respond to the music too. So like yeah, when the DJ is playing, they'll start to like scurry around and like move to the beat. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then on the TVs, there'll be like the NFTs on display. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have another room with that can showcase other artists there too, like some friends that I have that are in NFTs as well. And yeah, man, could be big. We'll see. It will be big. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, um, a couple of last things, bro, before we end our end this episode. Uh, what's like one, I guess, piece of advice you would tell someone who's just starting? Who's just starting? I would say the most most important thing is to get your mind right and your health. With those, like anything is possible. You need the mind, the clear mind, the body that feel doesn't feel sluggish. You can take on anything for hours and hours. Um, You really need that to tackle such a long project that might even take a year, two years, five years. You need that that clarity of mind. Because you won't be able to see the vision if you're constantly thinking about some problems that you had growing up or like a girlfriend that broke up, some girl that doesn't want you or like... You got some kind of drug issue. Yeah. 
you need a clear mind, man. I think that was what helped me out with Echo Screen. That's my artist name for the art installations. It's Echo Screen. But you can find me on Instagram at Echo Screen, E-C-C-O, Screen, S-C-R-E-E-N. And my website is that name too. And Twitter. Um, yeah, for Echo Screen, the clarity, the, just the clearing of the mind literally helped me take take off like i took off in six months got my first professional gig in six months was it was with acura that's from knowing zero code six months ago to like learning how to put up a interactive installation that yeah. runs through code six months it's crazy and uh, yeah you could learn how to meditate i think you'll you'll uh, be successful if you do it for an hour a day but it's not required. Some people already have the drive. Mm. But if they have the drive and they do an hour of meditation a day, like it will be game over. No one will be able to compete, in my opinion. No one will be able to compete. <laughs> oh, shit. You hear that? <laughs> um, yeah. Just, yeah, never quit. Um, actually, that's not good advice. Maybe you should quit if it doesn't work out for too long. Mm-hmm. But. Don't let, don't let anyone uh, stray you away from ideas. A lot of people are uh, apprehensive to certain things. Like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. So actually, when I started Echo Screen, I didn't tell anybody about it. Not a single soul knew who it was. It was actually anonymous first. Mm-hmm. So I created an entirely new Instagram account that I didn't connect to my name. I didn't follow any of my friends. So like a year later, my friends are just finding out like, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> when did you start doing this? <laughs> I feel like I had to do that though because I was trying to like disconnect from my previous brand. Yeah. And start a whole new thing. And I kind of felt like it would be cheating to use my old fan base to spearhead that. Yeah. So I started entirely new and zero followers. Just went from to like the several thousand, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Cool, bro. Sick. Um, any last things before we wrap up? Uh, that's about it. Follow me on Instagram. It's ECCO screen on Instagram. That's Echo Screen. Uh, I would say my crypto. I have a crypto personality too, but that's anonymous. I can't really put that out there. We'll talk about that another <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, man. Right, cool, bro. I appreciate your time. And yeah, thanks for bringing me on, dude. Yeah, dude. Thank you for being First on. episode. Yeah, Let's episode go. One. Let's do it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you for joining in on today's episode. If you enjoyed this, remember to like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you on the next one. Baby saying I have my head in the clouds because I don't share the same views. I say just look up and see the beauty all around you, and you'll see the same truth. Same.